WCBN. Good night and go blue. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's it? Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. And we're getting agrarian for today's show. Just took a moment to look up agrarian on the interwebs and saw that it comes from the Latin word agrarius, of the land. But it wasn't until 1792 that the word was first recorded with the meaning having to do with cultivated land. So bringing us to the present, we have the Agrarian Adventure, which is in Ann Arbor. And Lindsay has joined us from the Agrarian Adventure. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure thing. And the Agrarian Adventure has an event this Sunday, just to briefly mention, at the Washtenaw Food Hub. They're having a farm-to-table brunch to support the Agrarian Adventure's K-8 farm-to-school program. And so what is the Agrarian Adventure? I guess that's a good way to start. That is a good way to start. Um, so we are a nonprofit. We started 11 years ago, and we work with farm-to-school education, mainly in the Ann Arbor Public Schools. Um, what that means is that we are working with students to kind of, I guess, highlight the importance of um, the way that the health of our bodies and our communities and our environment are all really connected. Yeah, so you start with... A school garden. Some schools have school gardens, and that's a very cool thing when they do. And part of the roots of what you're doing, I guess, so to speak, <laughs> is our grand adventure started out with a lot of having a school garden that worked into the curriculum. That's correct. Um, we started at Tappan Middle School, and the idea was to do kind of a deep dive and just have as much integration with the curriculum as we could um, with the school garden. I believe that there were at least six different subjects that came out, and they they worked in the school garden. They actually had Latin class and geometry class out in the garden. Wow. Yeah. Um, however, we've kind of evolved over the past maybe five or six years. Um, there have been some state um, some changes at the state level in education that have made it pretty difficult for teachers to plan um, all of these lessons that go into you know, going out into the garden. That's as wonderful as it sounds. That's a lot of work to plan. It is a lot of work. Um, so that we we realized that there was that difficulty there. And so we've started to evolve a little bit. Um, now we're kind of moving more into the space of helping teachers plan their own, you know, their own curriculum since they don't really have the time. Right. So that's one of the things we do. Um, then we we have two programs that we're working on right now. The first program is After School Food and Garden Club. So even though we don't have as much curricular integration as we did at Tappan in the past, um, we are still doing Food and Garden Club. So it's school. extracurricular. That's correct. There you go. Yep, so it is. That works. Yeah. Um, so students are coming out. They're caring for plants. They are um, cooking what they're growing. 
Um, We have different um, chefs and different community leaders coming in and working with them. And it's really, they're, you know, they're excited about what they're growing and eating. Um, The second program is uh, Farmer in the Classroom. So like I said, you know, we're we're expanding a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Farmer in the Classroom is a program that is, um, we're we're working with K-5 students throughout the district. Um, Just to kind of give you an idea of the impact of that program, um, we reached uh, 15 of the 21 elementary schools last year. Wow. In in the Ann Arbor School District? Yes, that's correct. Um, So we're having, what we do is we connect teachers who would like visits from farmers and also food stewards. Um, They come into the classroom and talk about what they do. That's great. And I used to live in a small, small town in Maryland uh, when I was a teenager, and farmers were very nearby. And uh, in a city like Ann Arbor, even though it's not a really big city, it's a small city, um, it's pretty easy to forget about the fact that farms are very close to us. So that sounds like a great idea to just bring it right into uh, the classroom. It is. um, You know, we kind of, we debunk some maybe misconceptions about what farmers, what farmers do and who they are. Oh, okay. Um, one of my, one of my favorite moments from Farmer in the Classroom was last year when there was a, there was a young woman who came in. She had worked, previously worked on a farm and it was a class of second graders. And she said, how many of you thought that I would be a man? And they all raised their hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she said, how many thought that I would be wearing a straw hat or have overalls? And they all raised their hand. <laughs> So it was, it's important for them to see that um, farmers are all around here. They live in town, mm-hmm. and they're just like us. Yeah, they, they might have seen school books that said, Farmer John is doing right. this, and there's a cartoon drawing of John with the overalls and the right. beard. and Holding the chicken. Holding the chicken, yeah. and he's over a certain age, so you, have, you, know, you must be a certain—no, actually, you don't have to be a certain age at all. So. No, you don't. No. And uh, so it started with a school garden. I guess to go just to back to the roots for a second. Sure. Um, at Tappan Middle School, and then they added a greenhouse, and they That's added, correct. and now trees have been planted. Yes. Now, how does that fit into? Well, how do how do the garden, the greenhouse, and the trees at Tappan Middle School fit into your overall plan at the Agrarian Adventure? That's a good question. Um, well, you know, we had. Um, I'm thinking back to a Facebook post that one of our board members put up earlier this year. Um, and it was a picture, a close-up picture of some fruit growing on one of those trees. Mm. And I think the I think the caption said something to the effect of, you know, this is a tasty long-term investment. And somebody commented um, and said, wow, I think that was back in 2011 that we planted those. So I guess that's what sticks out in my mind is just that these are long-term investments of, you know, we're planting these fruit trees, we're putting up this greenhouse so that people, um, so that the students and the parents and the teachers who are involved with these programs um, have, you know, they, they have the the tools and the resources to keep doing this work. That's really neat that, it, I mean, the gar- there's so much going on in a garden, but you had a greenhouse and some trees and right. there's a lot. Well, and the greenhouse actually helps us expand our growing season, too. All right. So, you know, on a very basic level, we can grow earlier in the spring and also later into the fall. Yeah, I guess you can go grow 
spinach, can I say spinach? <laughs> spinach pretty late in the year, can't you? You can. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can go in there in, you know, in the dead of winter and it's 70 degrees. And you've got greens growing. It's very cool for the students to see. Cool. Well, I'm with uh, Lindsay from The Agrarian Adventure, if you just tuned in, on WCBN and WCBN.org. And a farm-to-table brunch to support The Agrarian Adventure's K-8 Farm-to-School program is going to be this Sunday at the Washtenaw Food Hub uh, from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And you can find information about that right now at agrarianadventure.org. And we're going to take just a moment to hear a little bit of uh, gardening food music right now. Um, I would say on a weather day like this, don't try this at home, gardening at night. Um, Rainy and windy, I think we still have that high wind warning, which is kind of crazy. But I should mention on Sunday when the event is, it's actually supposed to be sunny and 60 degrees all day. So, or not, well, get to 60 degrees. So that's Eventually. Eventually, right. <laughs> so here's R.E.M. This is actually a different vocal mix from the original album version, though. This is R.E.M. and Gardening at Night.
REM and Gardening at Night. Again, don't try this at home tonight. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's 18 minutes to 7, and coming up at 7, Arwolf and Face the Music. He's here getting it ready. All songs from the last few weeks and the next few weeks he's going to be playing are going to be songs from years that end in five. A lot of amazing songs, wonderful songs from the first, mostly from the first half of the 20th century. So don't miss that at seven. And you can also listen to WCBN.org. It's um, it's exclusively 1945 tonight. Exclusively 1945 tonight. Wonderful. Special report from Arwolf. Thank you. Excellent. That's at 7 o'clock. Well, I'm here with uh, Lindsay from Agrarian Adventure. Hello. Hello. So Agrarian Adventure started out 11 years ago, you were saying earlier. That's correct. Uh, what are some of the roots of that? What was the inspiration for that? Well, um, as far as I understand, the the inspiration was um, the work that was being done out in Berkeley at the time uh, through Edible Schoolyard. Which is uh, Alice Waters. That's right. A, a chef, yes. uh, author. Yes. Um, and so the, the idea was to have gardening fully integrated into a school's culture and curriculum. Mm-hmm. So everything um, from geometry to art to Spanish being taught out in the garden. Um, and then ideally, um, you know, part of farm to school is uh, food sourcing in cafeterias. So ideally, the you know, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. we would love to um, have students grow uh, in in the greenhouses and then have the school in the cafeteria actually source uh, what they're growing. So, so have you, as you've said, because of uh, policies at the state level that have changed, you've taken that energy and expended it outward, though. That's correct. And not just in the schools we've been talking about, but also in the community. So can you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, so the agrarian adventure is not the only organization working on farm-to-school initiatives in Ann Arbor. Um, we are actually part of the Ann Arbor Farm-to-School Collaborative, which is made up of um, representatives from about eight to ten different organizations, um, both within Ann Arbor Public Schools and then um, independent nonprofits like us. Um, so we we meet on a monthly basis, and we basically talk about who's doing what across um, across the city. Um, who's working on the, the, you know, the food procurement side of things like I just talked about, who is working on curriculum integration, who's working on actually um, getting their hands dirty and going out and helping to build those raised beds in the gardens. So um, it's just a great opportunity to um, just kind of get together and see who's doing what and where we can help each other. That sounds cool. Now, what, what's, how, what's some of the outreach work that you do? Um, so I think one of the biggest things that we do in terms of outreach is helping to uh, begin and then also maintain the school gardens, like I talked about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, we don't necessarily have a lot of hands on the ground, but we're mm-hmm. helping connect people to resources, um, whether that be grant funding or um, one thing that comes to mind is our Farmer in the Classroom toolkit. We actually have a um, a large document that contains about 15 different lessons that are kind of, it, it's our, it's kind of our arsenal of, you mm-hmm. know, pick and choose which lessons you want to teach sort of thing. So we're, we're working on building all of those resources up a little bit better so that um, teachers and parents and students who are all interested in this kind of have 
some some resources at their disposal. Cool. And like you're saying, you're made up of teachers and students and volunteers, community members. And volunteer is a key word, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. Um, the Ann Arbor Farm to School Collaborative sponsored a garden tour back in, um, I believe it was in September. And the idea was that all these schools would have open houses um, one Sunday afternoon. And so you could just drive around from school to school and see what was going on. And it was absolutely amazing to go stop at each elementary school and see these beautiful gardens that have largely been built by the hands of volunteers. Wow. Um, one parent I spoke with said that she spends about 20 hours a week out in the garden. So wow. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> lot of, a lot of, uh, hours of weeding and building and you know that's that's before you start um talking about talking to teachers about you know what programming they want to see in the garden that's just that's just gardening it's hard work yeah yeah um and if you're listening and you're interested you could certainly volunteer absolutely we um we love our volunteers they make um you know they they make our programming happen And can people go to the website to find out how? They absolutely can. It's right on our website, uh, www.agrarianadventure.org. There is a link that says volunteer, and you can fill it out. Send us your information. We're always looking for people to help. Very good. And the event this Sunday we've been mentioning is a farm to table brunch at the Washtenaw Food Hub. And the last time I saw the Washtenaw Food Hub, it wasn't really a Washtenaw Food Hub yet. So it's come to life, looks like. It has. It's grown and changed a lot. Um, There's this great space, um, which is where our event will be um, for community gathering. Uh, There is a commercial kitchen attached to it. So um, we're going to have a few chefs who are coming in to cook a great meal for us on Sunday. Um, I know that on the menu, there's going to be French toast, potato pancakes, veggie hash, egg strata. It's going to be delicious. And everything is sourced from right here in Southeast Michigan. Oh, yes. The menu. In fact, I I just happened to set aside a, a look at that. The egg strata's got uh, Harnoi Happy Hen eggs. <laughs> Harnoi Happy Harnoy. Hen. Yes, that's John Harnoi. He's our chicken guy. Okay. And Tantre Farm veggies. Tantre Farm's been around for a long time. That's providing correct. fluffy bottom cheese. That's a new one on me. <laughs> Fluffy Bottom is a it's a it's a newer farm, I believe, and it's okay. it's right here in town. It's cool. And white lotus bread, Calder Dairy Cream. We've all familiar mm-hmm. with Calder Dairy. Looking at some of the other ones, I see that there are pink and purple potato pancakes, which is fun to say. It is. It's fun to say. I imagine they're going to be fun to eat too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the veggie hash you mentioned uh, with optional pork belly. I see. That's right. That, that would not be veggie anymore, but it would be probably pretty delicious. And uh, and the French toast. So those are those are the main dishes yes. at the event. Now, I neglected to look up exactly where Washtenaw Food Hub is. So Washtenaw Food Hub is on Whitmore Lake Road, uh, just north of town. It's uh, just north of Joy Road. So. Is it about 15 minutes from downtown thereabouts, 20 minutes? Oh, not even, 10 or, 10 or 15. So. It's a quick drive. Okay. It's a nice, it's, sounds like a nice drive too. Oh, it's a beautiful drive. Yeah. And there are other people who have base, have their base, their operations at the Washington Food Hub, right? 
That's correct. Um, the brinery is currently operating out of the food hub, um, as is Locavorius, if you're familiar with them. Yeah, I know that. And I've just heard I'm, I'm not... so many new companies to keep up with. It's it's just really awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. I know that I think I heard that the brinery wanted to paint their wall a pickle green. <laughs> and I think they may have, but I'd have to Did double. they succeed in I, that? You know, that I'd, I have to investigate that <laughs> and report back to the listeners on that. Sounds good. Yeah. So that farm-to-table brunch is going to be this Sunday at the Washtenaw Food Hub. It's from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And you can find out all about it at theagrarianadventure.org. Uh, Lindsay, is there anything else that comes to mind about the agrarian adventure that I haven't brought up? Or, um, I guess I would say that um, if you if you've never been around students who are in a garden, um, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend have you know somehow getting the opportunity to be around students who are excited about what they're growing. Um, it is, it's amazing to see their faces light up and to see kids getting excited about cabbage. Oh, wow. Something you never <laughs> thought they would. So Because they got to grow it and make their own. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we all see the nice packages in the supermarket, but to be a kid and to see the excitement of growing food and getting to eat it right out of the garden. Exactly. That sounds a, great. It's a pretty good experience. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for being on the show. Appreciate that. Thank you for having me, and thanks for taking an interest in our program. Sure thing. So information, again, is at theagrarianadventure.org. And the Farm to Table brunch is Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the Washtenaw Food Hub on... Whitmore Lake Road. Whitmore Lake Road. Very good. Well, let's listen to a little bit of food music again. This Actually, this isn't food at all. It's a garden, but it's not food, and it's a rose garden, but she never promised one. So take that as you will. Here are Southern Culture on the Skids doing the Lynn Anderson song. goes like this.
Never promised, but I'm glad they brought us the song anyway that was Southern Culture on the Skids. And just wrapping up Pandora's Lunchbox here with another announcement. Uh, at the Michigan Theater is showing a movie called East Side Sushi. It introduces us to Juana, a working-class Latina single mother who, against all odds, embarks on a journey of self-discovery as she attempts to become a sushi chef despite being the, quote, wrong, unquote, race and gender. And that is at the Michigan Theater. It's actually tonight at 9.30, and it's going to be showing at the very least through next Thursday, uh, most days, 6.45 or 7 p.m., and 8.30 or 9.45 p.m. You can see the whole schedule on that at michtheater.org. And a quick reminder again, the Farm to Table Brunch of Agrarian Adventure is Sunday at the Washtenaw Food Hub at 10 a.m. So time for one more song here before our wolf and face the music spreads its wonderfulness to us. Here is Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, and Old MacDonald had a boogaloo farm. It really happened. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I've been Mike. Thank you for helping me to do that. Keep on listening and don't stop doing that. Once upon a time there was a boogaloo farmer and the boogaloo farmer wore the name of MacDonald.
You know, the last time I checked, which is about two nanoseconds ago, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And my name is R. Wolf, R. Wolf, and I want to thank Mike for being Mike and for being on the radio and for being on 88.3 FM, WCBN.org. Tonight we have a special report on the year 1945. This is, uh, this is part of our, uh, let's see, it's the 11th installment in an 18-week series that I'm presenting on this program, coordinated by the numeral five in observance of the, um, the closing weeks and months of the year 2015. And we've been mainly hearing music from 1925 and 35 and 45. There have been a few incursions from other five-like years, but I think with one exception, we've got, this is all... Uh, 1945, a really amazing year for music, however you cut it. So I'm going to play in its entirety all eight selections from a session that happened at some point in 1945. It opened up as a, um, under the nominal leadership of the unfortunately short-lived pianist Clyde Hart, so Clyde Hart's All-Stars with Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie, and vocals by Henry Rubberlegs Williams, a dancer and vocalist from Atlanta who lived from 1907 to 1962. And contrary to what some people have said here and there, Rubberlegs, in the story you're about to hear, uh, was pretty much not planning to get into the state that he did when he went in to um, record these sides with this group in 1945. Let me explain it. Um, he was not a drinker. He was not a smoker. He was a dancer who could who could dance in ways that made him look like he had legs made of rubber. Uh, 